Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Yeah, um, today we're talking about sunshine, the beach. We'll have some good remedy suggestions for you. And I'm really excited because we're getting ready to move mm-hmm. to eternal summer, I feel like, compared to where I'm living oh, now. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited. So it, we're coming into beach vacation time. And this has been on my mind since last June. I made a note to talk about this at this time of year, because when I'm sitting on the beach, I am just taking in all of the beauty and um, God's creation. And you feel different at the beach, right? And there's a reason for that. So gosh, I'm so jealous. You're going to be living there all the time. I know. I I really can't wait. I'm Remembering though, when I did live, we're moving to Tampa, everyone. So when we, when I lived there before, it felt like at first vacation land, and then it got crazy because it was way too hot. But I was working like full time and never had time to just go hang out. And now I have the boys, and I get to stay home with them. Praise God! So yes, we're gonna go to the beach, oh, and I feel gosh. like it's gonna be so good—a free little. It's gonna be great. You're gonna be so healthy. I hope so. Because there's, you are, because there's so many therapeutic benefits to being at the beach or, you know, being near the ocean. And didn't there, there used to be, that used to be prescribed by doctors. Yeah, I do know. I've heard people say that. Uh-huh. They've told them literally to move to move. somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so here we go. I mean, my kids are probably so tired of the winter. We're moving from. Michigan, which it is snowing outside right now. Right now? Yes. <laughs> April 22nd, 2021. There is snow. Snow. It's not sticking, but it's snowing. So we're going from oh this goodness. to 100% humidity Tampa. Yeah. So tell me all the Man, great things I, would I love can it. expect. So we know that vitamin D from the sun, right? Um, and... Without sunscreen. So sunscreen blocks vitamin D. We shouldn't be wearing all the sunscreen all the time. So I understand, you know, if you go to 
the ocean for a vacation and you're out there in the sun that you're not usually in all the time and you're pasty white like me and you get to go, you know, you go out in the sun, you can get burned and that's no fun and can be dangerous. So I'm not saying never wear sunscreen, but we've got sunscreen in our makeup, in our lotion and all this stuff where people are wearing sunscreen every single day. Somewhere along the way, we've been scared to go without sunscreen and that's blocking all vitamin D. So people aren't getting it. And vitamin D is a hormonal precursor. So low D can lead to Parkinson's disease, bone disease, blood clots, diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and increased chances of breast cancer. And then there's also evidence that low vitamin D contributes to or makes coronavirus or COVID, whatever we're calling it now, um, like you can get it easier or you can, or it's worse for you. I don't know. I well, get my vitamin that makes D. sense because it's a low immunity. Vitamin D drastically affects your immune system. So yeah. maybe there's other factors of why you would get COVID worse. But yeah. Okay. I do have a question about sunscreen. Um, is it blocking the sun at all? That is the bad part that where we don't get the vitamin D. So like, for instance, if I were to make my own sunscreen with zinc oxide and the non nanoparticles that can't get into your skin, like I've read all of that. Um, or is it the chemicals in conventional sunscreen? So I think it's both. I do think that when we block the, we can, that, and I haven't done the research on zinc. I'm not positive that that blocks vitamin D, but what I do is just use coconut oil. So coconut oil is, has a SPF of four to six. And I know that's very low for somebody, again, pasty white like me. But you just reapply it over and over again. You, I mean, you, I just, I put it in a spray bottle and because we're out in the, in the sun, it's hot and it's melted and I spray it on. And, um, I really do that at the pool. I don't use it outside around, you know, our home. I don't ever use sunscreen unless I'm at the pool, which I'll use coconut oil. And then at the beach, I do sit under an umbrella um, but I don't put anything else on, but maybe some coconut oil. And so I'm still getting, and of course I don't stay under the umbrella the whole time. I'm out in the sun and the ocean right, taking break, I'm getting some. Yeah. So I have tried to do that with the boys, um, because they're little. And first of all, putting sunscreen on that's a little harder. kid is that's annoying. I be putting yeah. sunscreen on is more annoying than not. So I tried to, I mean, we wear rash guards, um, mm-hmm. and we'll go out in the morning and I'll let the morning time be no sunscreen. Yeah. Um, even on vacation, we've done that. And I try at home. We really don't use it. If I start seeing them get a little pink, I try to just come out of the sun before putting yeah. sunscreen on. Obviously on vacation, it's hard because you want to be at the beach through all of those intense hours. Yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. just coconut oil. Zinc doesn't have a high SPF either though. It's not super okay. high. I think it might only be like four. I could be totally wrong. I could have, have my numbers all mixed up. Yeah. Carrot seed oil so maybe, has the highest that I've seen, which okay. is like 15, was the highest natural SPF that I've found. Mm-hmm. Um, but so maybe we should link an um, a sunscreen recipe. Okay. So do you ever make your own? Could you I haven't send yet. 
I was going to, um, but I was a little nervous to use it on a vacation for our first time coming from Michigan to the beach. But um, I'm going to try. And I did find a good article, though, that listed all the different SPFs of natural things. So I think coconut oil was in there, carrot Uh seed oil, zinc. And I do need to read more. Maybe some of you guys can chime in or help us out on do they add up or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. four plus four, right. or is it just the highest SPF mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Those are all good things for people to research. And so, you know, what just came to my mind is that the purpose, one purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to do your own research not to spoon feed you everything that you need. Right. Because when we're spoon fed, if I'm spoon feeding you, how does that make me any different than any other? Right. Just doing everything we say because we said it versus maybe a doctor still doesn't make it come from a place of conviction in your own life. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Same thing with, yeah. Same thing with the Bible. I don't want to be spoon fed the Bible. I want to go to Bible studies. I want to listen to messages and I want to get, I want to be encouraged to go and seek it out for myself. Okay. So I know I kind of got you off a little bit on a tangent about vitamin D, but you were talking about all of the the good things about soaking up the vitamin D yes, and letting our bodies have that and all the dangers of not having enough. Yeah. So we can get so, back to that. Yeah. So, well, that was all I had to say about vitamin D, but the reasons why being close to the ocean are therapeutic. Another one is magnesium. And magnesium is the third most abundant mineral in ocean water. So being... I never knew that. In the ocean and near the ocean. Okay. um, Every cell in our bodies need magnesium. So I didn't know that either until I started doing some research. I didn't either. uh Uh-huh. So seawater... Um, and sand are great sources of magnesium. So just think about when you're sitting there in your chair or even just walking around on the beach, you're earthing, you're grounding like we've yeah. talked about before, and you're soaking up magnesium, being in the sand, being in the ocean. Um, and it's difficult if you are deficient in vitamin D, it's difficult for you to absorb magnesium. So they go together. So God's perfect design, he put the ocean and the sun and the sand all together in one place for many reasons. Yeah. Get it all together. He's so perfect. So when my kids bury themselves in the sand, it's totally fine. They're getting everything that they need. It's like, go check up that magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No need They're going to be like, mom, stop talking about that stuff again. Oh, my kids get my kids get so tired of me hearing hear me say of hearing me say it's because you have gut issues. It's because you have gut. <laughs> they're like everything's not a gut issue. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then they'll someday be saying that, and then mm-hmm. think, "Oh my goodness, my mom always said yep. that to me." Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, like I just mentioned, grounding and earthing of course, are another benefit of being near the ocean. Um, So if you go and listen to podcast number nine, you can learn more about grounding and earthing. So the sand and the sea are naturally conductive to help ground you. 
So just like we talked about in that podcast, we sleep better. So if you've noticed that you sleep better at the beach, it's because you're grounding so much. You're out there barefoot in the sand, in the ocean. Um, You're getting extra magnesium, extra vitamin D, which makes your mood better. And um, also, so you think about, I guess everybody's different on their beach vacation, but for us, we take, we take an umbrella and so now my my kids are older and we don't have to lug all the stuff that we used to have to lug. But if your kids oh are work. younger, you got to take a lot of stuff down there. That's a lot of work. You're walking, you're working, right? You're working, you're moving maybe more than you do at home. Um, oh, so definitely. yes, we, we do a lot of work to get down to the beach and to get back up from the beach. And then yes, we're sitting while we're there, but man, it's... Yeah, I feel like I could live out on the beach. That's where I'm at. It sounds like everybody just needs to live at the beach. You're really convincing me that this is going to be great. (laughs) It is. (laughs) But it makes. It is. I never knew, though, about the magnesium. And that makes so much sense why that can calm you, help you sleep better. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, I'm sure that I'm just exhausted and the kids are playing and happy all day. But it's all clicking, it's all making sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like God knew what he was doing. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm thinking about when my kids were little, like yours, where we had to, they were probably having at least two baths a day at the beach, where at home, maybe it's two a week, (laughs) you know? Right. And there's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It is. And I even feel bad about that because I don't like to bathe them all the time. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. So. You got to get the sand off. I do. I I do make homemade body butter and that Mm -hmm. is just, I put it on at the beach at least once a day. So every time we come home, we take a bath and we put that on and they're like little soft tan little babies, you know? Oh, I know. I mean, not that tan, they're redheads. So, so I was going to ask, do you get red, do you get tan in the summer? Well, I used to, I feel like I don't see the sun these days. Oh, Mm -hmm. I used to get very tan. So we'll see. But the last two... Yeah, the last two places you've lived are not very sunny, so you're going to be so tan. I can't wait. You're going to be so hot. Except I get... (laughs) Yeah, we'll see about that. But I get freckles. Like, I've always had freckles. But as I get older, my tan is just a bunch of freckles. Yeah, well, I I do get pretty tan, but I do get... I'm getting a lot of freckles, too. So... What else? Um, therapeutic. So we know that the salt, the sand, the seawater, um, the sun are all therapeutic. And there are remedies that go that we can make from these things. And so do you want to talk about the remedies that are made from these kinds of things that you find at the ocean and what they do? Yes. I would love to know that stuff. And I don't think I know. I know Natmir is like a water remedy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the other ones I have not heard of. And I am interested to hear if you know much about or if some of these remedies work for lung issues. Because Mm -hmm. I know even like breathing in um, Mm -hmm. the salt water or the salt air. Yeah. Uh, My husband grew up in Tampa and would say that anytime they got a cold or something like that, their mom would just drag them all to the beach and even getting awesome. the salt water, like through your nose and breathing it in, yeah. it almost always, 
they were better before they went home. But maybe that is also the sand, all the other things you're just talking about. Well, and think about, I've never done like a, a nasal spray or a neti pot or anything, but don't you put a saline solution yeah. in there? Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He does neti pots all the time too. Gross. Ugh, those freak me out. <laughs> My husband used to do that. <laughs> and I know now they work, but like, I don't like doing it. Mm-mm. No, I'm not doing it. I don't put okay, anything up my nose ever. <laughs> That's probably better. Ever. Right? <laughs> Just remember, don't put things up your nose. That's right. <laughs> Stick with it. <laughs> Listen to your mom. That's right. <clears throat> okay, so remedies. So, okay. So the first one is silica marina, which is different than silica or silicia terra. So a lot of you know the cell salts, and that is silica terra, T-E-R-R-A. Okay. What I'm talking about is silica marina, which is sea sand. And it is great for abscesses, constipation, enlarged glands, superations of glands. And this remedy has a lot of the same symptoms as silica terra and nat mirror. Okay. So how would you maybe distinguish? I guess that's where you would use your Materia Medica. To distinguish between which one you would use. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're dealing with, you're looking at protocols first because that's the easiest way. And then if you don't have a protocol, um, then you're going to the repertory and the Materia Medica. And, you know, I teach all these things in my classes. But Silica Marina, um, just being great for abscesses and constipation and enlarged glands. So a lot of people deal with those things. So that's something just to put in your notes um, as as you're keeping notes through all of these podcasts, which I hope that you are, then you are, when you go, when someone's constipated, silica marina should come up as one of the remedies that you might choose. This is also great. So I have, sometimes it can be overwhelming when you keep getting different remedies for maybe some of the same symptoms and trying to think, well, how do I know which one of these now to pick? If they're kind of similar to Natmir or Silica Terra, mm-hmm. how do I know? But I have been in situations where I just don't have one of the other ones maybe. Or if you're on vacation and the health food store has one of these, even knowing that there's another option. So I'm just throwing that out there because initially when I'm like, there's another one for these things, what am I going to do? I'm putting this one out of my brain because I have yeah. enough options, you know? That's right. I, yeah. I reminded myself that what you have access to sometimes is what you have to use. So that's right. That's right. And, but you could just start somewhere. So maybe you have three different remedies for constipation and you just start somewhere, just start with one. And then if that one's not working after four doses in an acute condition, then you move on to the next one. Right. So Natmir is a big remedy. It has a lot of stuff. Natmir is salt, sodium chloride, and it's great for a lot of things. But just to name a few, we've got acne, Addison's disease, allergies, allergy symptoms, um, alopecia, so losing your hair. Oh, okay. Hair thinning, Mm -hmm. amenorrhea, anemia, anorexia, asthma, autism. Um, canker sores, cold sores, colds, another one for constipation, depression, fever blisters. It's a big one for fever blisters that I usually go to first. 
Um, it could help with fever, headaches. I like nightmare for headaches too. Um, herpes, hypertension, infertility, migraines, palpitations. There's a ton. Sinusitis, sore throat. Yeah, there's a lot. And there's a ton more. Sunstroke. So you're at the beach. Hopefully oh, so maybe like dehydrated. Stuff, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it doesn't get <laughs> yeah. that extreme. But even right. that it made me think you said headaches. Maybe even yeah. headaches from just being out in the sun. You're not drinking enough. You always yep. forget at the beach to drink. Um, so that is a good one. I'm going to remember mm-hmm. that. And these, yes. would you use these in 30s or 200s? Either one? Yes. Uh-huh. So silica and that mirror could be a 6, a 12, a 30, or a 200. So again, okay. what do you have available to you? What can you get? Okay. If you are, let's say you have none of these and you're going to order... I would do a low, I would do like a 6 or a 12 and a 200. Okay. That's good to know. Just I mean, to, I'm going to probably plan out a little, you know, new life in Florida order. Yes. Um, yeah. For ones that I probably use often. So that is good. I like the mm-hmm. having a small one and a big one because there's not always a huge variation between 30 and 200. Right. I mean, there can be, but yeah. not always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if the six isn't working, then go to 200 or vice versa. You can start with 200. If it's not working, go to six. So remember, <coughs> excuse me, that we don't think about this as the same as milligrams of ibuprofen. So 200 isn't stronger than six. It goes deeper. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes maybe you don't need to go that deep. So if you start with a 200, it's not working. The six might work. But natmir is also one of the remedies. Um, of course, it's a cell salt. And um, Schuschler adopted one of this remedy from homeopathy. And his indications are, for the most part, identical with Hahnemann's. So the next remedy is calcarb, calcarea carbonica. And it can be used in a 30 every day, 30C every day, or 200 every other day as a chronic remedy. Um, and so Brie, what is calc carb? Tell me what you just saw there. Okay. Calc carb is made from the inside of an oyster shell. So obviously from the sea and kind of what I gathered in reading about calc carb, of course, because I feel like we use it for everything. Um, but in this aspect of using it from the ocean, like an oyster shell is it's protective like that, Mm. maybe protecting something that is need strength or something. So I don't know how maybe that relates to how we would use it as a remedy when we're on a beach vacation. So maybe that's where you come in. So I don't think that you would just use this acutely very much. Okay. I don't think, yeah, this is a really a chronic remedy. And I think I wanted to just throw it in there because it is from the sea and it just goes along with what we're talking about. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The cow carb is a big, big remedy. It's a slow acting remedy. And, um, so it's, it's definitely one that you wouldn't use acutely, right? Because it's, it is very slow acting. So it's one of the most important remedies in the materia medica along with sulfur and lycopodium. So those are really big, important remedies. Calcarb is the exact opposite of sulfur. So if you know anything about sulfur, which maybe you do, maybe you don't, but this is a good way to remember these two remedies. So when you start to learn about sulfur, you can, right now we're going to learn about calcarb. You can know sulfur is the exact opposite. So 
again, yes, it's made from the middle of the oyster shell and it's stuck. So the oyster shell is stuck and um, it's Im- it's immobile against the rock. So this person that needs calc carp is grounded. They're earthy. They're set in their ways. They're stuck. <clears throat> and this is not a bad thing. These are your these are your homemakers, your your grounded homebody people who like things to be a certain way. Could this also be in relation to maybe their body? Because I know sometimes this what you're saying is like a presentation in their mindset or their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past when we've talked about calc carb, this is also like a body that is almost like you said, it's stuck in even an unhealthy spot because calc carb is one to take chronically for general immunity, right? That's right. Yeah. So if you have allergies, asthma, a g- low immune system, calc carb, you know, 30 every day or 200 every other day is a good one to help you get stronger and healthier. So the calc carb physical um, looks like there's usually more short and stocky. So think of your rugby player. Mm. Not your basketball player. So sulfur is your basketball player. They're tall okay. and thin, and you're not going to see a sulfur playing in a rugby get match. And you're not going to see a rugby player playing in a basketball You're like game. describing my two kids right now. I think I have one tall, lanky one and one short, stocky. And I've been using Calc Carb on my second for his growing pains and in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just funny, though, the way you're yeah. talking about them. Yeah. Like, it's, um, calc carb addresses the most basic fundamental level of life. It is, it has the need for food, safety, clothing, protection, security, and not much more. It's very basic. So we're talking about the person and that's so me. Like, I just want to be at home with my family. I want to take care of my family. I want to cook and clean and and have my chickens and my, my dogs <laughs> and just, I want to be home and provide in that way for my family. That's, that's my basic, that's all I really want in life. Um, and so this is from the child moving into adulthood um, is the home builder. Just like I said, this person is very traditional and that's me. Um grounded, who wants to provide a secure, safe environment for their family and for themselves. Calc car people are the salt of the earth. And um, they're just wonderful, solid, down-to-earth, practical people. They're usually spiritual. Interesting. Isn't that, uh-huh, isn't that yeah. interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The negative aspect of that is somebody who is too stuck or inflexible unable to change. So thankfully that's not me. I actually love change. I love to do new things. You do. I do. <laughs> you sure do. We talked about that in the last podcast. <laughs> How many things can I do? <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. I think you want, like you desire change maybe. Yeah. Even. I love it. I do. I love it. Within my home, within my, yeah. Yes. Within I my know shell. what you mean. Let yeah. me change within yeah. my shell. I can stay here, but my shell, Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, um, so this person might be pudgy, overweight, and chilly. 
So I did used to be very chilly, but sepia helped me out of that because I was I wasn't just chilly. I was cold. I was freezing cold all the time, and and sepia helped me regulate. So now I'm normal. I don't have a jacket on right now. What else? Anything else about calc carb? That's pretty. That's pretty basic things. There's a lot more about it. Um, this child might be sweaty. Um, they usually sweat a lot on their head and their hands. So there's a ton. There's a ton about calc carb. Go look it up. Um, it's a main remedy for uterine fibroids. Oh, so okay. That's a good one. Well, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Those are mm-hmm. pretty stuck. Yep. Right. Got to get rid of those. So I and you in the past we've talked about calc carb being used if you've been sick a lot. You notice mm-hmm. maybe that your kids are getting sick a lot to use it over a long amount of time to build their immune system. So right, I've never looked at the the full spectrum of calc carb. I just really used it for general immunity and just given it to all my kids. So maybe it's making me think maybe I should um, look mm-hmm. a little deeper at the actual remedies, but I've also been using homeopathy for longer now. So if you're just starting, that's true. It can be overwhelming to have to think through all of these things. Like yeah. does my kid have this? Do they have this? Well, they have a couple, but not all of them. You know, what's common is people go read the remedies in the Materia Medica and they see themselves or their children in every remedy that they read. And then I you're still like, think I do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Oh gosh, this is, wait, I need this one. Wait, I need this one. I need, I need all of these. Right. So sometimes you need help from someone else outside of yourself or your family to help you determine, you know, yeah, give remedies. some guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one last thing I want to say about calc carb, and then we'll move on, is that this person might have the inability to assimilate calcium and magnesium. And so they develop cramps at night. So like mm-hmm. the leg cramps. Um, so just another one in thinking about, you know, the magnesium that we can get from being at, at the beach. Okay, well... What if you can't assimilate magnesium and vitamin D? So people decide to take magnesium and vitamin D supplements. But you're, okay, maybe you're supplementing, but if you can't assimilate it, you're not doing anything, right? And then if you, even if you can assimilate it, but you're low on it, why are you low on it? Homeopathy can fix the reason why you're low or why you can't assimilate it. Versus just supplementing for the rest of your life. Those things get expensive. Right, they do. Well, and I was reading about vitamin D and the ways to help it absorb better into our bodies. And um, as I was doing some research for this podcast and reading about vitamin D taken with vitamin K2 and magnesium to help your body even properly absorb and use calcium. Yeah. And calc carb makes sense. It's a bone one. Too. I mean, not always. Yep. It works for that achy yep. bone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this is cool that another thing it said is that those are both fat soluble vitamins. Yeah. yeah. Vitamin D and vitamin K. So when you take them as a supplement, mm-hmm. they were talking about eating them with fatty foods, making sure your diet is high in healthy fats. Yeah. Which is what we just talked about. Yes. And heal the gut. So another reason to have a high fat, healthy fat diet 
to help your body then absorb these nutrients in the proper way mm-hmm. and use them. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was a cool connector of awesome two things we just talked yes, about. Yes. Very good. Yep. Man, we need, we need good fats. And so I know that's not what we're talking about, but it's so, I just, I talk about it all the time with lots of different people that we need all those good fats. Too many people are on low fat diets. Maybe we'll do something yeah. about that in the future. Yeah. That would so, be a good one. yeah, I think that's, that is, um, a good little start to just a theme around the beach, knowing that this podcast is going to come out in June when people are going to the beach. And is there anything else that we should add? This is, I think one more thing I would like to know is we're talking about not using sunscreen as much, Mm -hmm. not doing stuff like that. So as we practice that in the occasion that we do get sunburn, yes, what maybe are some remedies to put in our beach vacation kit for sunburn or heat stroke? I know belladonna. Anyway, you know, all of those. Yeah. Very good. That's, that's a great thing to talk about right now too. Should have thought about that. So belladonna, it's a great one for sunburn or, um, yeah, or like a heat stroke kind of symptoms. And then, um, cantharis, cantharis is great for burns. So that's what I usually use first is cantharis when I get sunburned. And I mean, within an hour or so, the stinging, the burning is gone. I can actually sleep that night because you know, if you get sunburned, it hurts for anything to touch. It hurts to get in the shower. Well, and to put your bathing suit on again to go to the beach the next day, you're like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I have none of that when I take one dose of Cantharis 200. And does that also help with your skin healing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, and so, yeah. And so the next day I'm like totally tan. That burn, the burn is gone. Where before I started doing that, I would be that have that red sunburn that's painful for, you know, a couple of days at least. Would you ever take Cantharis with Belladonna or just choose one? I would just choose one. Okay. Because one of them is going to work. And then um, also chamomilla. Chamomilla. Okay. 200 for um, burns, all kind of burns. But that one's a really good one also for sunburn. You have said that with your son and chamomilla has that reaction where they're angry. That's right. And mad yeah. and inconsolable. That's right. Look That's at the a temperament. good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. And then I had a question about Nux Vomica. Would that ever be one to have on hand for, you know, sunburn or anything like that is an over, overdoing it? Or is that not the same? So if the, okay, let's think about this. The overindulgence of anything. So being in the sun too long, um, maybe eating too much junk food. You know, I don't know what beach people yeah. go to, but out on our beach that we go to, the um, Sunset Slush Company comes pushing their cart and they have the slushies. And Just what you need, you know, when sugar, you're all dehydrated. Yeah. All the co- artificial colors and artificial flavors. And it looks so, it's so delicious. I'm like, lemon, lemon. Do they have lemon? If they have lemon, I'm getting one. I don't care. So anyway, all the junk, you know, we take down all the snacks. So overindulgence of just being all the junk food, the the sugar, the sun, the the work, Nux Vomica. So if you get home, you know, or you go back later that afternoon or that evening and you're irritated or you start feeling sick or nauseous from that overindulgence, then Nux Vomica is going to be a good one for that. So lots of people have bathroom trouble on vacations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So Which maybe, may be maybe at the beach, magnesium and all that kind of stuff is helpful. Yeah. Maybe you need arsenicum also, just in case you get diarrhea. Or you eat or, even or, something bad. Yeah. Yeah. On oh, a vacation. Oh, getting food poisoning, like from fish or something. That would be awful. Right. So your nuts vomica and your arsenicum. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we have a lot. That is a, that I is think a, that's lot. a pretty good va- beach vacation arsenal. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Happy okay. summer and happy yes. vacationing. I love it. I love summer. It's my favorite. The sun is my favorite. So you all have a wonderful summer. And by now I am in the middle of my kids course, which will, um, I'll, I'll kick off again in the fall. So there'll be a new fall class starting. So look for that. If you want to, if you want me to teach your kids homeopathy, I'll do another one in the fall. It's a semester long class, 13 weeks. So join us for that. 